This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Amen and amen. Well, we're going to start. This is a subject that's very, very, uh, I guess, controversial in the body of Christ, and it shouldn't be, like the, like being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to, you know, men make things controversial that shouldn't be because it's very plainly stated, and God, and I hope this morning that everything will be so plain to you that you will understand. We're going to be dealing with this morning, what is the real truth about the tithe? Now, I've talked this years ago, and God said, this is very important to the preparation. This is very important. I want this taught because it has to be connected with every other subject that has been going forth for preparation. Because if you can't do this small thing, what's coming you will not be able to handle. And what he has commanded us to do, you are not doing. Because these are simple things that believers, and now I really believe this, as a church, a church should never have to go back and teach this and teach this and teach It shouldn't, but you have to because you're dealing with people. And if God has said to teach it, it's for a reason. And so all of it is going to be still tied into the fact that we are being prepared for God's next move. We're being prepared for what's coming next. And this must be... See, a lot of times you look at things, oh, well, that doesn't really have anything. It has everything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. See, you can't do some of God's Word. and He's giving you everything that you need pertaining to life and godliness. And so this is one thing that we must understand. We must understand in this ministry. You must understand as a believer. If you're streaming and you belong to another church or you have no church, you still must have this principle in place in your life if you are a believer. Amen? And so we're going we're gonna to dive into it and I'm going to take my time because it's a lot of information and it's going to be new information for a lot of people. It's going to be fresh information, even for those that, that, that tithe. Because I believe in my heart that a lot of people struggle in this area. God has said, and you're struggling for no reason at all. Amen. So in our first lesson in this new series, again, we're going to entitle this, What is the Real Truth About the Tithe? After we, and, and I want you to know that this will be a series. So what I'm teaching now, what I'll be teaching next time, it's much more than just a one-time message. Last Sunday was a one-time message. The Sunday before that was a one-time message. But this is a series because this is important and because people don't understand it. And we need to go line upon line and precept upon precept so that you can receive it where you can go back, meditate on it, listen to it again, go back over your notes and understand what God is saying. And you'll never struggle with tithing again. Now, if you're a non-tither, this will be refreshing to you. You'll find out exactly, because I already know most people, when they hear tithe, all they hear is money, and all they hear is money to the preacher. So, uh, and I get it. 
I get it. And a lot of wrong teaching. You know, some say, well, this tithe is not for today. Well, give it all because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So you have to give everything. Give it all. So we're going to balance everything. There's always God is a sovereign God. God has everything balanced. And so he wants us to have a balanced life. And so we make sure that even in understanding the tithe, we are balanced, that we understand some things. Amen? And so, we, and, and most of the time when believers, when they run upon the law of God, God's word, the first thing they say is, does tithing really, does that mean, do we really have to? Do we, not really even understanding what the tithe And then they, what they call it is, okay, it's time for me to sacrifice. And that says, you know, well, okay, well, you know, I sacrifice and I tithe and, you know, I got to make sure I sacrifice. And all for the wrong reason. And you're going to find out if you were really sacrificing. Amen. And so we begin to ask the question, what is the real truth about the tithe? So my subject is in the form of a question. What is the real truth about tithe? I don't care how long you've been in the body of Christ. I don't care how long you've been in the way. I don't care how long you've been tithing. You probably have been tithing for a long time and have yet to receive the benefits of it because of a lack of understanding. And so we, I want to make sure that you have a complete understanding. Amen? Not many, many saints understand the full benefits of the tithe. Very few. Did you hear me? Not many saints. I don't care how much you know the Bible. I don't care how much you've read the whole Bible through last year or this year or three times. Most saints do not get the full benefit of the tithe. Actually, not many saints that are actually tithing. See, now, you're not getting the benefits of the tithe if you have tithe, if you call yourself half tithing, which is no tithing. But most people that actually tithe still don't understand the benefits of the tithe. All they know is what they've been taught. All, I, all they know is, I need to, listen, I need to give God 10%. That's all they know. I need to give God 10%. Wrong teaching. But be still. Don't do it. How is that wrong? Just be still. See, that's the problem with God's people. You won't sit and be taught. You want to jump to conclusion. Let the whole thing come together. Then you'll see if you were in wrong teaching. Amen. That's the reason why we're teaching on this subject. I want you to know that, again, many saints do not know the full intended benefits of their tithes. Even though they're tithing. Even though they love the Lord, they do not receive the full benefits that God has provided for them in the covenant of his word. See, that's the difference. God has given a provision in the covenant of his word. Not what somebody told you, but in the covenant of his word. Are you following me? Another thing that prompted me to want to get into this is I want you to, and I want you to chew on it. 
see it. That's why I want you to chew on it. Because, you know, we just, oh, I just tithe and you just throw and hit here and there. And, you know, you just know to do that. And you don't even think on it. You don't, because you don't understand the benefits of it. So you just, uh, I just know I need to do it. That's it, you know. And I just know that if I tithe, God is going to bring me some money. And that's, how, that's why I need to make sure I tithe. Wrong teaching again. Be still. And I want you to chew on it until this, this, just this early part, just this foundation that I'm laying. I want you to chew on it until you get it down in your heart. Because it will change your life. Amen. I am totally convinced by the Spirit of God that the life, that, that, that I live a life and I have experienced this, not only just in, in the teaching of, 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 Finding out all the different things that God says about it. And then you look at your life and you be like, oh, you know what? My life is an evidence of this. My life has been evidence of this over the last uh, 30-something years. The faithfulness of God. Amen? So I've, you know, I have, and I've observed it in the lives of believers. I've observed it in lives of believers that's not getting the benefits. And they do tithe. Not understanding the words of the promises of God. Not understanding. Remember in our, one of our earlier teachings, there's a gap between the promises of God and God's people. They don't get it. And that's in every area across the board. So we want to fix that. Amen. Now, the, and the main reason I believe that many saints are, uh, uh, that many saints that are not enjoying the benefits or the privileges of the covenant of God as it relates to the tithe, as it relates to the tithe, is because of simply misunderstanding. Misunderstanding will get you all off. Misunderstandings of the principle that governs the tithe. If you don't understand the principle that governs the tithe, then you're going to miss it all together. And so that's where I believe many believers fall short. They misunderstand the principle that governs the tithe. And usually when we talk about tithe, the, the slant, the slant uh, uh, for the tithe is to increase us. And increase what? Our income. That's where, that, that's the slant on tithe when it comes to God's people. Uh, increasing the income level. An increase. And people into my giving and, and me getting something back. And I want to clear our hearts and clear our, I, you know what? Clear your mind as we begin this teaching. Clear your heart of all of this stereotypical thinking that has been in the body of Christ for so long. Clear your mind of it as it relates to the tithe. So God can have a blank canvas, canvas and begin to minister to you the truth. About the tithe. And you know, you have to be open to receive this new information. Because I don't believe, now I don't know because I don't go to any church but this church. But most churches don't teach this. Most churches do not. But you have to be open to new information, new approaches, and what a new thought pattern. You can't close God. That's like putting God in a box. He won't fit. In the box you try to put him in. This is the way it is. This is the way our, our denominational did it all the time. This is the way they taught it. I got, you're trying to put God in a box. He won't fit. 
Amen. Now, even though the tithe is a physical thing, it operates out of a spiritual principle. See, you need a notepad. Because I'm telling, we are teaching ministry. Well, I'm not saying something to make you feel good or to make you think this is a good message. I want you to learn something. You ought to have, whenever you come into Church of the Living Water, whether you're streaming, whether you come physically, when we open, you should always have a notepad because I just told you we're teaching ministry. When you were in class in school, when you had a teacher, what would you come in with? You always come in with a folder of some sort, a pencil, a something. Why? Because their teaching is going to go forth and I need to take notes. See, you don't, don't listen to a message just to say it sounds good. Listen to a message to grow and develop and to operate in God's principles. So, even though the tithe is a physical thing, it operates out of a spiritual principle. Listen, and it is controlled by the content of our hearts and the way we think. It is controlled by the content of our hearts and the way that we think. Understand that. There's a difference. So we want to make sure that we understand how the heart and the thinking controls the tide. That operates within a principle. I'll say it again. It's so, so important. Forgot about that again. It's so important for us to understand how the heart and our thinking controls the tithe that operates within the a principle. So let's deal with getting the principle correct or correctly dividing the principle first so you'll know. Note, the tithe will always fall upon the principle of sow and reap. Not the principle of stewardship. See, you. some people say, well, see, I'm being a good steward. I tithe. Tithing does not fall upon the stewardship. It falls upon or under sow and reap, which is a principle in God's Word. Are you following me? Now, stewardship seems to suggest the same thing as sow and reap, but they cannot be interchanged. You cannot interchange the two. Oh, it's the same thing, stewardship and sow and reap. No, it's not the same thing. And you cannot interchange them as it pertains to the tithe. The tithe is up under the principle of sow and reap. Now, although they do work in harmony one with another, the one leads into the other. Did you hear me? The one leads into the others. <laughs> so we need to understand the difference between the spiritual principle of sow and reap and the spiritual principle of stewardship. When you know that, then you can separate the two and understand how one leads into the other, but yet they're not interchangeable. Are you following me? So, what I'm going to do is compare them, and, I, and, and I'll compare them in this way. I'm going to show you the objective, the purpose, and the goal. And then you should be able to see it, of each one of these principles. And we will put them side by side so that we'll be able to understand how they interact with each other. 
yet being different. I just told you, they cannot be interchangeable, yet one leads to another, but they're not the same. Stewardship, sow and reap. And tithe, which is what we're talking about, the truth about the tithe, falls up under sow and reap. Please write that down. Amen? Now, let's start with the principle of sow and reap. The objective of sow and reap is to simply teach us how to receive the provisions of God. That's what sow and reap does. I'm giving you the purpose of it. it. The objective of sow and reap is to teach us how to receive the provisions of God. Now, God has laid out certain provisions for us. Now, and, and how we do as individuals, how we receive those provisions, it comes under the principle of sow and reap. So, that's how God has laid it out. That's the way He works. He's like, the sow and reap is how the provision is going to happen. Again, listen, sow and reap is not tithing. It's up under the principle of it. Understand that. See, I want you to, I don't, I want you to get this. It falls up under the principle of sow and reap. It is not sow and reap. Are you with me? I'll tell you again. The objective of sow and and reap is to teach us how to receive the provisions of God. God has laid it out for the provision for each one of us as individuals to receive those provisions. And it comes under the principle of sow and reap. Now remember always that the tithe, which we are teaching on, it is a law within the principle. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. It is a law within the principle. Very important that you know that. It is not the principle itself. It is a law within the principle. It is not the principle itself. You must understand that. Because you are starting talking about it as if it is. And I'm telling you, it's not the principle. Did you hear me? I'm, I'm trying to teach you something. It's, that, 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 that it's a law within the principle. The principle is the principle of sow and reap. Listen, the tithe is one of the laws in that principle and that principle is God's plan to teach us how to receive provision. His provision. Again, the principle is the principle of sow and reap. The tithe is one of the laws in the principle. And that principle is God's plan to teach us how to receive His provision. Now, the pr- purpose, the purpose... Now, I gave you the objective. The purpose of sow and reap is that it is a faith-building principle. It's a faith-building principle. It builds our faith. Like the Lord says in Malachi. Let's read Malachi. Let, let, let's, let's go there. Malachi chapter 3. You can't, you can't minister on the tithe without going to Malachi. Let's, let, let's read that right quick. Malachi chapter 3. I'll give you time to get there. Malachi, you should have already been there. You cannot teach on the tithe without going to Malachi chapter 3. Amen. 
Beginning at verse 6. And it reads, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from mine ordinances, and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? I'm with you, God. Wherein shall we return? I go to prayer. I, 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 I tithe. I give. I help the saints. I come clean the church. I have different positions in the church. What do you mean? Where, you know, what, where, where can, I, well, that's for somebody else. Because I'm already with him. He said, wherein, listen, you shall return unto me. And then you said, well, where, how am I apart from you? Verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, how have I robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11, and I will, I love this, this, this is my favorite part, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and I shall not, and he, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. Verse 12, and all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, said the Lord of hosts. I love that. I love that. Now, listen Listen to what I'm saying. Right here, I, again, I just told you that the purpose of sow and reap is a faith-building principle. It builds our faith. The Lord said right here in Malachi, He said, prove me. In other words, God is giving you. He just gave you a blank check and said, text me on this. And I'll show you my faithfulness as it relates to the tithe. I love that. He said, test me. Prove me now. If I won't do what I said I'm going to do. Now, I want you to know before we go any further, because you'd be like, hmm, well, I know God said that, but you know what? I tithe and, you know, I stopped tithing for a while because I never saw nothing else. Or I tithe every other month. Well, I want you to know that's not tithing. <laughs> See, you think you're tithing because you gave 10% and nothing happened and you stopped and you stopped for three or four months and now I'm back and I'm, you know, I'm tithing and, you know, every now and then I tithe. So, but nothing is happening. That is not a tithe. <laughs> Unless you bring in the, 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 the fifth part with it. And that's a whole nother subject that we'll probably get through within this teaching. But that's a whole nother part. Amen. So, we, he said, put me to the test and I'll show you the, my faithfulness as it relates to God. When he said, prove me, he's telling you to test him on it. 
Now that's a good God. Now the Creator, the Creator don't have to let you test Him on nothing. But He gives us and say, test me. It is God's plan to teach us how to rely on Him. That's what it is. So that we might know that God and God alone is our source. And then you will not fear men. See, because now my trust is in the Lord. My trust is no longer in the lottery. It's no longer in a man, my job. It's no longer in anything other than the fact that I fear God. I have an awesome respect for God and what He said. And He told me to prove Him on it. Test Him on it. And God is not a man that He should lie, ever. He will not lie. So God alone, he wants you to know, I'm your source. Now, the goal of sow and reap. It is to make, listen, it will make it where you will super abound. Please put super by that. Super abound and have your needs met. Super abound. There's a difference than abounding and super abounding. Listen, now watch what this thing does. Not only to abound, uh, now abound means to have your needs met. But if, but think about it, if you just have your needs met, it's nothing else you can do for anybody else. If you just have your needs met, it's nothing you can do because I'm I'm barely making it myself. I'm just having my needs. You could never help anyone. Are you following me? If you just had your needs met, you have you have you cannot help anyone else. You can't sow. So we have to superabound. That means our needs can be met. To the overflow. Our needs will be met to the overflow. That means I'm going to have stuff left over. Whatever it be. (laughs) Superabounding is above your personal needs. It's above that. Superabounding is. There must be something left after that you've sown back into the kingdom. There should be something left. And see, this is what you hear people say. I can't tithe. I don't have enough. Well, that's because you, you're not super abounding. And I, I promise you, if you don't have enough, I promise you, you are not a faithful tither. No, no, no. And again, I told you, if you have doing it, you're not tithing. You're giving money, but you're not tithing. Are you with me? So you need to understand that. I want to, I want to take that so because I want it to sink in. Let it sink in. 
So if you don't have anything left over to sow back into the kingdom, something is wrong. Now listen to me closely because see, I don't want you to get it. Oh, okay, oh, I'm going to start tithing. Listen. Superabounding, that is a process. That's a growing process. It's a growing process. We don't start that way, but we grow to superabounding. See, you need to be found faithful. <laughs> you know, we okay, God, I tithe. See, that's why people fall off. They tithe one time and they don't see anything. And God said, hey, I have I found you faithful. And remember, God knows everything and He knows what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. And so all of a sudden, you want to tithe one time and you want to superabound and overflow. And God said, uh, let me find you faithful. That's a growing process. As you stay faithful. Because remember, what it, what's so in It's a faith building. It's building your faith. So the more you do it, the more your faith, till it becomes just naturally. It, you don't even think on it. Listen, if you're still thinking on it, you haven't got the, you're still growing. It doesn't mean that you're, oh, you're sinning against God. No, you grow, it's a growing process. Till it's just, it's not even something you think about. It's just normal like you don't think about, you know, paying your mortgage. You, you know what's due. You know what you do. You, you don't even think about it. You just write the check out. You just do it. Are you with me? Make sure you write it. It's a growing process. Now, when the tithe is working properly, our needs should be met. Not only just meeting our needs, but there has to be an overflow so that we can sow back into the kingdom. That is how the tithe works. The tenth connects into the principle of sow and reap. That's how it connects into the principle of sow and reap. That is where it is, right there, in the principle of sow and reap. That's what the tithe do. It's going to do that. So now you know when you look at people that have more of you, you ought to say, instead of thinking that they're stealing it, instead of thinking that they got a better job than me, they got, just think on it, they must be a consistent tither. Because why? God said, prove me. Test me on that. You can look at them and say, oh, yeah, well, they must be a consistent tither. Amen? Now, let's look at the principle of stewardship. Because remember, we're doing them side by side. Because that was just sowing reap. That has nothing to do with stewardship. That has to do with sowing reap within the tithe. Tithe is up under that principle. Stewardship. The objective of stewardship is to teach us how to be a wise steward over the provisions of God. Being a wise steward over the provisions of God. Now, stewardship, listen, it takes the assumption that you have an overflow. <laughs> because you've been found faithful in doing what you're supposed to. It takes the assumption that you have an overflow. That your needs are met. That you have the overflow. That you've sown back into the kingdom. And there's still something left. 
Then you can't see it because you're looking at what you make. You can't, no, you can't look at any of that. God, I'm telling you, God will take you where you worked all 30 years at a place. You retire and live better than you did when you worked all that time with less money. See, you can't see it because you're trying to count the pit that you have to grow into it. You'll understand it. I hope this is being a blessing to you. I hope that you're understanding it. I'm trying to take my time because, I, you know, when you got it, you want to just, just say it all. And I learned from my founding pastor, Al, no, slow down. Because just because you know it don't mean everybody else. Slow down. Take your time. There's always another day to teach it. Just slow down. The important thing, Al, in all this, this is how he used to talk to me. The most important thing in all your teaching is make sure the people understand and get it. Not trying to get up there and give them everything that you, that you, you've already researched. Don't, don't do that. Do, make sure they get it. Look at their faces. If they don't get it, go back over it again. If they look confused, go back over it again. I don't care who's saying it well, how many times they're going to say that. It doesn't matter. We'll walk, we operate as one. If one don't get it said until they get it. Slow down. And then he'll say, so next Sunday, get back up and go back over what you were just taught. Because you went through it, and yeah, it was right, it was true, but no, you need to take it slower. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to, to operate up under those guidelines so that you'll get it. I'm not going to try to finish this, I'm going to try to get you to get it. Amen? So, we understand that. We understand that uh, we are in the, uh, in the principle of stewardship. The stewardship is how to be a wise steward over the provisions God has given you. Stewardship is the assumption that you already have the overflow, that you, that your needs are being met. You've sown back into, clean, into the kingdom and you still have something left. Sow and reap. Brings us to the point where our needs are met and we are bound and we're able to sow back into the kingdom. But live, watch this. But stewardship bring us to the point where we have super abound. That's where stewardship come in. Where we have super abundance. Super abounded. And we have some, you know, when, when you're super abound, and you have to understand, you have to have sown back into the kingdom. And there's still an overflow. I want you to get that. Stewardship brings us to a point of superabounding. And we've sown back into the kingdom. And there's still an overflow. And now there are laws and principles of God that teaches us how to handle the surplus. How to handle the, the overflow. There's laws and principles. God doesn't tell you, okay, I don't want you to buy this. I don't. No, there's laws and principles in His Word to teach us how to handle it. Not to do your own thing. Remember under the New Testament laws, all the... See... That's why I want to kill this deal about, you know, uh, 10%. I am giving that. In the New Testament, the Bible says, Earth is the Lord and everything belongs to God. 
You know that, right? The earth is His footstool. Everything belongs to God. And you're saying you're giving Him your tithe. Now remember, Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill the law. We have a greater covenant. Fulfilling it. So, the tenth, which is the tithe, that's what tithe is, the tenth, does much more for us than those who lived in the Old Testament. It does much more for us. Jesus has come. Much more for those who lived under the Old Covenant. Why? Because we have a stronger obligation or tie to the kingdom than those that was under the Old Testament. I'm telling you, Jesus did wonders. See, we have all things common. And all that we have belongs to the Lord. So no matter how much you get, it must be governed by the principles of God if it's going to work. Why? Because it's still the property of God and we're mere stewards over it. Did you hear me? <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's still His. We just have stewards over it. And we're simply enjoying the benefits of it. Ooh. Ooh, you better get it. See, because as long as you have in your head that is yours, you feel like you're going to have to, you know, oh, i got to give God. Uh, uh, you. I'll say it again. It's still God's property. Everything belongs to God. You are a mere steward over it and enjoying the benefits. I can show you, prove it where that's true. Have you noticed? I'm telling you, it belongs to God. It don't belong to you. Have you noticed? I don't care what you buy. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care. I don't care how many matches you have. I don't care if you have a Bentley, the Batmobile, the Rolls Royce. All of it. You can have everything. Notice when you die, you don't take it with you. It's not yours. It stays right here. Dirt is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You were just a steward over it. I own a house. I own a car. I own this. I own that. It's the Lord's. You're just a steward over it. See, we have let society teach God's word away from us. And so now we think, I don't need God because this is mine. This is what I need to do. This is what I have. But die and see if you take it with you. Everything that you have. Every bank account you have. You cannot take it to the grave. Clothes, shoes, houses, cars, whatever it is, you just do it over it. Are you following me?
Now, the purpose of stewardship, it is a character building principle. A steward, it builds your character. See, you're sitting out there and you're sitting streaming. And even what we're teaching, it will certainly test your character if your needs are met. If your needs are met, this is going to test your character. See, because it's all yours to you. Now, if you've sown back into the kingdom, then you have more than what you need. Now, I, I know, I know, and, and just hold that thought, because see, all you think I'm talking about is money, but just hold that thought. But you really have more than what you need. The test of your character now, it can, it can be tested with the provisions that you have to be used according to the plan of God. That's where it's going to be tested. God said, okay, now you got more than what you need. Now I'm going to ask you to use it according to my plan. Can you do it? Because remember, you have enough to meet your needs. You've had enough to sow into the kingdom. You have, even have enough to give to others. And God said, wait a minute. Can you let me use what you think is yours for my kingdom? I ain't giving no... Well, I wish I would. I work too hard. See, now again, you're not understanding. As if God is going to say, you work that hard, give everything you have to somebody. He's not, he, he's, he's not telling you that. You're not the rich young ruler. And that was done up under the God like God was, Jesus is teaching. God knows your needs. He knows them already. So it's going to test, it's going to be a test of your character. Now, can those provisions be used according to the plan of God? I don't want you to miss this. Miss this. Listen up. Put on your thinking caps. Put on your attention span so you can get this. Listen attentively. Submit fully. Conform completely. So now we've looked at the objective. We've looked at the purpose of stewardship. Now let's look at the goal of stewardship. The goal is... What we are trying to obtain, it, and what we're trying to obtain is to superabound and then meet the needs of others. Now, others can be anybody. Others could be your children. Others could be your parents. Others could be somebody that you do know. Somebody, it could be anybody. But God said, I'm trying to get you to a place to superabound that you can meet the needs of others. Now look at the difference between uh, the difference of sow and reap. Again, it is so that you can uh, sow and reap, so that you can abound and have your needs met. Stewardship is so you can superabound, and now you're able to meet the needs of others. There's a difference. Abounding with sow and reap, superabounding. With being a good steward. 
Now, write the scripture down. We're not going to go to it because we're going to press on. Now, the Lord said in Ephesians 4 and 28, He said, Let him that stole steal no more, so that he might labor with their hands, that they might have to do what? Give to those in need. Write Ephesians 4 and 28 down so you can go back when you're looking over your notes and look at it. What a blessing when you can get to a point in the kingdom of God where your needs are met and you've sown back into the kingdom and now you're ready to take the rest of your income and invest it in the lives of others according to the plan of God. Now, again, see so you be like, so everything I have left, i got to give somebody else. Listen. It just said your needs are all met. That means your your house payment is paid. Your everything your needs are met. They're met. Now I'm ready. I have a surplus. So if God gives me something according to His plan, I have it. Yeah, I'll do that, God. You know, I hate to talk about that because I'm. A, uh, first of all, let me say this before I do. My needs are met. God is faithful. But I'm gonna show you where people miss it in that area. When I say, then when God says, "I want you to do something according to my plan," you can't. Pastor's compensation. God said, "Now, according to my plan." You've, you, you've had more, you have more than enough. Everything's taken care of. You've even sown into the kingdom of God. You've done all of that. Now, can I use some of that for pastor's compensation? Can I use some of that for you to do this or do that? And you say, I can't. I ain't got, oh no, 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 no. It does, oh no. I hope Pastor Le- I it don't have nothing to do with me. There it is. See, you're not understanding what the tithe is and what it does. And I'm just using that as an example because especially for Church of Living Water to just show you where you are. Why do we have to do that? Well, why are you sitting and listening? I don't care if Pastor Hill left me a million dollars. It has nothing to do with you and God's plan and what God says do. And guess what? You'll never know. And I'm sure God won't tell you. I won't tell you. So you'll never know. Because you still, you gotta operate, you don't operate in God's principle according to what you think is right. It'll never, it, it won't work. It won't work. So get out of your head even about, you know, what the preacher get. Listen, listen. All of that has nothing to do with anything. Your ties have to do with you and God. And your obedience to God. Forget about man. Forget about all of that. And I, and I go for, as, for, as to say this, 
Most of people, and I'm just all, I'm just going to deal with people in Church of the Living Water. Most of the people that cannot do, do, do pastor, or not cannot, will not do pastor's compensation, it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with anything other than you don't operate in the principle of tithing. I guarantee you you don't. I guarantee you don't. So you don't, and, and if you're not doing, the, if you're not operating under the principle of sowing reap, I guarantee you you're not operating under the principle of stewardship. So you're not super abounding. So you can't see it to do it. Because you don't have it to do it. Because you're not operating it. Well, I know I tithe. No, okay. So you're going to try to make God a liar. Many have tried. Many have tried. Look back. Just, just for a few seconds, just look back when you didn't, and you did, and you said, "But I can't." But I started back after three months of it, and you wonder why it don't work. Never gonna work. Never ever gonna work. Hmm. Let's move forward. So. Listen, and, and, and I like what God said. I like what, how God said it. God said, now can I use some of your income to invest in the lives of somebody else? See, it's an investment. You don't even get that. Because first of all, I, I guarantee you, you have no investments. I guarantee you that. He said, just to invest in the lives of others according to my plan. So we see how the tithe, the law of tithing rests with sow and reap. And the 90, that is what is left over. 90. Because we know that a tithe is a tenth. It's a dime on a dollar. And 10 cents on a dollar sounds good when you only get a paycheck of $100. Oh, I can do that. But see, the more you get up there, and that dime on the dollar gets up there, it changes your perspective. See, because when I say a dime on the dollar, everybody's like, well, yeah, I can do that. Okay. See, your paycheck is not $100, though. It sounds real low when you're talking about a dime on the dollar. <laughs> Now you have the 90 left over. The 90. Now, the 90 that's left over, it goes up under the principle of stewardship. The 10th goes up, up under the principle of sow and reap. The tithe goes up under the principle of sow and reap. The 90 goes up under the principle of stewardship. You got to know the difference. Got to know the difference. Now I'm going to do four, four, you know, four things. The first thing we're going to do, I want to give you the intent of this teaching. In other words, what we're trying to do in this series of teachings in your life. First thing I'm trying to do. I want to answer for you in this series of teachings, scripturally, the question, why should I tithe? Before this series is over, 
We want to take God's word and lay it to rest in your mind forever. So that you never ever again will be confused, confounded, or tossed to and fro with another doctrine that will try to steal your success from God by showing you something contrary to what God clearly wants you to do. Well, give you something to question God's integrity. Number two, what I want to do. My intention. I want to convince you scripturally of the faithfulness of God through the tithe. In other words, I want you to leave from this series convinced that God is faithful. I want to, I want, he, that He's a faithful God. And when I'm uh, tithing according to the plan of God, that I can absolutely, without fail, depend on the faithfulness of God as it relates to my needs and the needs of others. Third thing I want to the intentions of this teaching, it is to get us beyond focusing on money. Here we go. And seek to understand the principle that governs the law. To get us to stop concentrating on money and seek to, to understand the principle that governs the law. See, what has happened, the devil has tricked us whenever we say tithe. Or you hear the word tithe, the first thing the devil says to everybody, even every believer, even every sinner, when they hear, is money. That's what he does. You think money. And you think my money. He makes you feel like they're talking about your money. And wait a minute, you must think along the lines, but, but don't wait, wait before you do that. Think before you get rid of your money. Wait. <laughs> he has us concentrating on the word. He'll say, look at what they're driving. Wait a minute. Before you give your money. Look at where they live. Hey, wait. Before you give your money. See, that's what the enemy... You Never forget you have an enemy. Never. If you ever forget you have an enemy, you are going to be drove. He's always there. I told you in an earlier teaching, we can learn something from His kingdom. They're consistent. They're consistent. He is consistently bombarding your mind. He won't let up. He's faithful in that. And the third, the left heaven, they're faithful in that. They're not arguing with each other. Whether it's right or wrong or wrong or right. They're not doing any of that. They are faithfully fulfilling everything that they're supposed to do. Consistently. So he's going to tell you to focus and concentrate on money. And I want you to know that money is a very small. It, 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 it's very small because money, listen, only represents a, a tenth of all that you have. 
Just a tenth. A dime on a dollar if you just... Uh, let's just talk about money right there. See, to show you how little it is. That's all that is. The money is a small item. But the money is a huge item when it comes to expanding the kingdom of God in your life. There's the difference. Because, see, you've got to obey God. It's a small amount when it comes comes to, again, it's a dime on a dollar. It's 10% of it. You keep the 90. It's the 10%. But it's huge when it comes to abounding in your life. I want you to do something for me for the rest of the series. I want you to forget about the money. Ah, I ain't forgetting about no money. I'm not talking to you. Those that want to know the truth about tithe, forget about the money and seek to understand the principle. See, forget about the money for now. Forget about the tenth part. Forget about all. Forget about. I want to learn and understand the principle that governs the law of tithing. That's what I want to learn, first of all. See, the money is not the issue. The issue is your heart and your thinking. The issue is your heart and your thinking. So, I want you to forget about the money and say, I'm going to seek to understand the principle. Now listen, we must understand God does not... Please get this. God does not need your money. So obviously, this the law of the uh, tithing was not put in the principle for God. He don't need your money. Again, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And all them that dwell therein, everything belongs to Him. God is not broke. You are. He's not. He doesn't need any money. It's all for your benefit. So we have to get past the money and seek how to understand the principle. Because it's all for your benefit. As long as you keep thinking about the money, and as long as you think about that it's your money, it's going to be messed up. The fourth thing that I have not intended in this teaching. I want to define what I mean when I say tithe. Because everything is determined by your interpretation of what a tithe is. So I want to make sure I define that for you. Not just say it's a tenth. I want to to define it for you so I can't take for granted that you know it. I'm going to give you three definitions of tithe. Write them down. Number one, a tithe is one-tenth of all legally incoming cash earned or unearned. You can only tithe with cash. Well, oh God. 
I've been given a check. That's cash. Don't you know? I don't want to even. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but you gotta say it. You gotta say it. You can only tithe with cash. The dispensation that we're in right now, you can only tithe with cash. You cannot tithe with chickens. You cannot tithe your time. You cannot tithe talent. Some people say, well, I don't have the money, but I'm going to give the Lord my time. No, sirree. You can't tithe time. Everybody said with me that sitting out here in the, in the congregation and those of you at home, said with me, everybody say, money, honey. Everybody say, you can only tithe money. That's it. I'm tithing my time. No. You ought to give your time. You ought to, that, that just should be a normal thing that you're working in the kingdom of God. How are you going to tithe some time? Well, I'm making some chicken dinners and that's my tithe. No, that's a chicken dinner. That's not a tithe. Now, if the medium of exchange in this country was anything other than money, let's say the medium of this exchange in this country was cows. Moo, moo. Let's just say they were cows. We would then tithe cows, but that's not our medium of exchange. Let's say it was chickens. Then we would tithe chickens. Let's say it was talents. We were tied talents. But whatever the medium of exchange is, when that governs the nation, that's what you tied. And what governs our nation? Money. Go to your car place, go to your mortgage owner, and take them a cow and see if they receive it. Go in there and start singing for me and using your talent and see if they'll take that. Make a chicken dinner and go to the light place and say, I'm coming with my tithe. And guess what? I add some offering on it too. I put you some potato salad and beans with it. See if they'll take it. That's not the medium of exchange in this country. In this country, in this dispensation, in this time, money is our exchange. And that's what you tithe with in any nation, whatever the medium of exchange is. So in this dispensation, euros, pesos, it doesn't matter. You get still money. That's the dispensation we're... we're, Listen. I'll take your cows. I'll put a field on them and I'll keep them and I'll make some money off of them, but it still won't be a tithe. God won't take them. I will. Are you you following me? 
I would love, I could see some of you all running up to Mercedes and running up to Cadillac with a car. They'll call the police on you say, you know what? They done lost it all together. I'm Brianna. Well, I came to spend time the whole day up here because I'm tithing my time. And, you know, they're coming with handcuffs immediately. If that, if cows was our medium, then we would have to give a tenth of that. But that's not. Are you following me? Not a song, not a chicken, not in a cow, not a, let me, none of that. None of, you can't take it to HEB. You can't get groceries with it. You can't get cars. You can't get out. It all, everything that you do, you have to do with money. Everybody say, it is cash. That's what a tithe is. It is incoming cash. Now notice that I said, legally. All legally earned and unearned. So therefore, God does not want a tenth of your lottery hit. What? I was just at the store. I was just at the corner store buying some tickets. And I was going to give it to the church. Not this church. Legally, see, this is why we don't know how to operate in the principles. We let the world tell us how to operate. I don't care if it's a hundred million. We can build a church with that. You don't even tithe now. Win the lotto, we won't see you. We'll see you in heaven if you make it there. That's the last time we will see you. I had a hundred million. I went to Europe. I mean, I just bought me a, I bought me a casitas over there. I got me a casita. We all just sitting around with our my ties and your ties and everybody else ties and everything. And my, I, I'm just good. I think I'll send the church a little bit. I believe that's the biggest, that's one of the things that the devil threw out. And so many believers are caught up in this lottery thing and it just drives you further and further away from God. You see your loved ones into it, you can't even win them back to Christ. They just hung on that. All their trust. How is that? All of your trust is in that. You're not trusting in God. That's a hit and miss. God is not a hit and miss. You're saying, God, I don't believe you can, I don't believe this tithing thing works. I gotta play lotto. And see if I can hit something. Because when I last tied, I didn't see anything happening. I don't trust you, God. I I trust the state of Texas. I trust this government. Good luck with that. I trust it. No, no, it won't work. Are you following me? So forget the money. It's not the money that we're interested in. I'm interested. This is what I'm interested in. This is what Church of Living Water has to be interested in. We're interested in you understanding the principles so that victory, victory can be in every area of your life. Not just in finances, but in every part of your life. 
Everybody say it's not the money, it's the principle. Oh, if we get that. It's not the money, it's the principle. Well, my husband won't let me tie. Listen, listen, listen. Nobody couldn't tell you nothing when you wanted to marry him, so stop it. Nobody could tell you nothing. Now all of a sudden he's keeping you from, let, let, let me tell you, if you work and you, well, well, I don't know what to say. If you work and you go and just, you don't, you know, you have no say so over the money you working for, I, I, you know, I just don't know what to say. But good luck with that. But you don't have to, you, you can't, you know, you can't go and take his money and do anything. See, some of you live like roommates. Me and my husband never lived like roommates. Yours, your money, and this is my money. Oh, no. Well, that's, you might as well just have a roommate. I wish, I wish Pastor Hill would have ever came to me and told me, here's the light bill and here's the water bill, and I got the, what, what the? Uh, now, you know what, we're going to move from tithes to getting straight in bondage. I'm like, you got to be kidding. How are you going to live as roommates? Ain't no way you're going to live as a roommate with me and climb in no bed with me. You got yours, I got mine. Well, in this bed, you got yours and I got mine. You got to be kidding me. Everything, it's a one. You're one. But that's another subject. Let me, let me move on. What the? See, see, you all, you all always do this to me. But that's okay. I want to take it this slow so you can get it. Amen. So, listen. Second definition. It is a tent that belongs Listen, and must be returned to God. I'm glad. I'm going to finish this this part. But I want you to get this. (laughs) So so people can stop saying. And 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 I'm glad that I'm teaching this before the, the new gen meeting. Because this is what you need to know. Please don't say, yeah, because you know when I, I was giving my time. You don't, it, it belongs to God and must be given back to Him. You must never say that you're giving God anything. It's not yours. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Now, God Himself said, now, all of it's mine, but this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to let you give me a dime, and I'm going to let you have the 90. Now, the 90 is on you. The 10 is mine. Don't touch it. Don't use it. It belongs to me. Now, because you are in me, let me show you how to handle the 90. But the tenth, there's no question about. You don't give me anything. It's not something where I, you know, I paid my time. How are you going to pay what belongs to somebody else? It belongs to God and must be returned. It is never, ever yours to make a decision over. Never. You can't say, well, I don't know if I'm a tithe. You can't make a decision over the tenth, 
over the dime on the dollar. You cannot make any decisions over that. Why are you trying to make a decision over something that never belonged to you in the first place? That's crazy. In other words, let's just, let, let's just see how that bears out. Let's say that you work at a place, a car place. And what you do is, uh, let's say Hertz or one of the car places. Your job is to wash the cars when they come in, vacuum them out, and put them in a slot. That's your job. It should never come to your mind, I think I'm going to drive this around the city. It's not your car. You only have a position to do what? Wash it, clean it, and put it in a slot. Slot 31, 32, 33, wherever it is. You, it should never come in your mind. It never comes into their mind. Well, I think I'll just go do a joyriding in this car. Oh, I think I'll keep this car today, this time. You know, I can't afford to, to, uh, uh, to walk home today. I'm just going to use this car. That's not your job. You have no right to say what belongs to another. Same principle. You cannot say how and what you're going to do with what belongs to God. It belongs to Him, not you. You cannot do what you want. You're going to be in trouble. It should never cross your mind of what you're going to do with the tenth. It belongs to God. It must be returned to God immediately, if not sooner. Immediately. Don't fumble with it. Don't pinch off of it. Don't mess with it. Why? Because it's a first fruit. Don't mess with it. You must return it to God. Notice what I didn't say. I did not say it was one-tenth of your salary. I said one-tenth of your income. Whether you earn it, whether you found it, whether someone gave it to you, however you got it, it was and it was legal, one-tenth of it is not yours from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Did you get that? See, you have to, you got, you got to settle that in your head. One-tenth of your income, not your salary. Third definition. The tithe is the first fruits. Everyone say first. It is that cash which we must immediately separate from our own possession. It is that cash that immediately must be separated before you do anything, that should come off the top. I gotta separate that first. And please don't tell me, you mean God don't want me to pay my bills? Stop it. If you don't have enough but notice this. You love to say, well, if I tithe, I won't have enough. Have you noticed you don't tithe, then you still don't have enough? <laughs> don't act like when you, you kept the tithe and now you're overflowing, superabounding. You still don't have enough to, end, to, to meet you at the end of the month. 
So don't act like the tithe will take it. Because when you don't tithe, you still don't make it to the end of the month. See, now I'm talking about cash. And that's why I say this is a series. Because we're going we're gonna to see what the tithe is all about. But we're dealing with that now. It must immediately. It's not yours. You must make sure that I immediately separate it from my possession. That calls for new thinking. Just to separate it from everything else. Immediately separating it from my possession calls for new thinking. Even from old believers. That calls for new thinking. Now, hmm, do I want to go there? Yes, I'm just going to, I'm going to finish with this, but should I go there? Yeah, I will. Let me just give you an example, which calls for new thinking for, 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 for some of us. A demonstration. You got a hundred dollars. Somebody gave you a hundred dollar bill. In your head, talking about, gotta start thinking differently. In your head, you should never see a hundred dollars. Somebody gave you two hundred. You should never see two hundred dollars. If somebody give you a hundred dollars in your head as a believer, because you immediately take it from your possession, you said thank you for the ninety. Dollars, Because that's what they gave you. That's what they gave you. See, that has to become a reality for you. That's what they gave me. No, they gave you 100. No, they gave you 90. The, the 10% is not yours. You don't count for yours what's not yours. You separate that from your thinking. You separate it from your purse. You separate it from your wallet. You separate it from everything. It is the first fruit. It's not mine. It belongs to God. Think in your head. If you're a child and you said, Mom, I, I, I got $10 for my birthday. What do you tell your child? Oh, that's such a blessing. Let's go to Dollar Tree. Listen. First teach them. Say, no, baby, you don't have ten. You have nine. And let's talk about it. See, you started early. Tell them, no, no, you have nine. But you're not going to start it when you don't do it. Oh, new don't last new long. You do it now for a week. This has to be a changed way of thinking. You got to think like that. Well, I, well, wait a minute. Isn't this ten? Yeah. But let's let's talk about what God and everything in Him. This belongs to God. It's not yours. So if I only have ninety dollars, that's all I have. I have to think like that. 
Why? Because the tenth belongs to the Lord. I have to keep thinking like that. After hearing God's Word, I see it like that. I don't see it any other way. It has to be in my mind. $100, I only have 90 Not, I have 100 I spent it, I'm going to put the tenth back. No, 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 no. Now, you have tampered with the first fruits. You have defiled it. Stop messing with it. Take it from your possession immediately. Get it off. Why? Because it don't belong to me. No more than when people, when somebody owe you money. Don't, why would you act like it's yours? You can't not pay them and act like it's yours. You gotta say, oh no, I gotta get them their money because that's theirs. You get your money, you see it, and you'll say, okay, I owe them $500, and I got 700 Oh, I got to wait till next time because, they, no, no. When did you say you were going to pay them back? Not all of your lifetime. You ought to be in a rush to give it back to him. I want to give it to you immediately. Why? Because it's not mine. You ought to be just in a rush to give it back to them as you was with receiving it. Why? Because it's not That principle is across the board. We're talking about the tithe. And the larger the amount, the more difficult it is. Let me ask you a question. How many of you plan your budget? Listen, around your gross income. Just asking a question. How many of you plan your budget? Because you, you should have a budget around your gross income. You do listen, you do not plan it around what you bring home. This is how you keep yourself out of debt. Now if you say, listen, if you say I make fifty thousand dollars a year, you have to stop thinking that you make $50,000 a year. Oh, but you know, we like to brag on what we're making. <laughs> yeah, I make $60,000 a year. That's not what you make. 10% of that don't belong to you. Did you hear me? You do not make $50,000 a year. You make, look, you make less taxes, less tithe. Tithing ought to be straight. See, this country trusts you. They don't even give you a chance to fool around. But God, in His awesomeness, 
See, they, they straight take it out. You be mad at them. They hit this. They don't care. They like, I don't trust your tail. I'm taking it straight off. But God said, I won't do that. I trust you to bring me what belongs to me. Taxes say, no. The government say, no, no, no. Take it out right off the bat. God said, no. You're created in my likeness. You won't obey me. I like what Jesus told him. He said, render to Caesar what is Caesar. And to God, what is God's? Meaning that you must pay your taxes and your tithe. So, pay your taxes, but also pay your tithes. Bring it and say, you know what, I'll pay you back. Because that was, that was yours. You let me hold it. And I, now I, you should, I'm, I need to show you the faithfulness that I give it back. It's not mine. Before we close, say the tithe is never mine. Never mine. Never. I don't even think of it as mine. I don't even think of it as mine. Did you hear me? I don't. You cannot think of it that you've given God something. That's like me giving you a hundred dollars and then you give, you know, you give me some of it back and act like you've done something. That's my money. Now God could have been, and he still would have been right and righteous and, I mean, and justified if he would have said, no, I'll take the 90 and you all live off the 10. He could have done that. So don't act like he's unjust. And he would have made a way where we can. Well, some people live off a tenth now. That's all they live off of. So it's not that you can't. But God said, no, I trust you. Now, you know everything is mine. But you know what? Bring me a tenth of it that belongs to me. And the 90, let's put that up under the principle of stewardship and let's see if we can't superabound as you follow my plan. See, you're not going to automatically superabound. You've got to follow his plan in stewardship so that you can superabound. This is what's going to get you out of debt and saving. This principle. And God has called us to get out of debt and to save. Some people are in different areas. Some people can still spend some things and, and still save. Some people can't. Some people can still buy some things and still save because they're in the superabounding. But you're not. And God called us to it. Listen, I know you don't think any of this has to do with preparation, but it has everything to do with it. It has everything to do with your life. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you do or don't belong to this ministry. This principle must be in the life of a believer. 
And we got so much more to teach on this. This I haven't even finished laying the foundation. I still got tons of notes, just the foundation. So that means if you're listening to it, you got to come back until you hear it all. And it might take months. But you got to be that hungry for it. And you definitely have to come back next week so you can find out what else God says about that. Render to Caesar that which is Caesar's, pay your taxes, but also render to God that which is God's. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.